0: following content is a pie cloud network yeah. production check check yep, all right you're in the building ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the AO show so check this out when we first started doing podcasts part of my fresh radio was actually called pmf radio network at the time there was a show a very short-lived show but a very very loved show Amongst those five or six people who actually <laughs> <laughs> went to check the show. The show was called Smart Tape, S-M-A-R-K Tape. And the name of the show was what it was, because in the pro wrestling world, SMARC is it pretty much stands for Smart Mark, meaning an educated fan, but a fan nonetheless of professional wrestling. And the man to the to the left, who all of you lovely people know as the guy that runs the social media on the part of my fresh accounts. By the name of Ronnie, make sure you follow him at Ronnie PMF as well for his own accounts. He is to the left of me. We both did that podcast, and today we're back here. We're going to talk some SummerSlam 2017, a little NXT Takeover Brooklyn 2017. Ronnie, what's good, man?
1: Sir, we back. What's goody, man? Been a minute. Smart Um, tape lives. Yes, yes, sir. man. I'm excited over here. I'm excited.
0: It's a good time. So. Yeah, man. Let's we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit of, a little bit of NXT now. Admittedly, I oh, haven't man. really followed much of NXT. I've just really been reading what I've seen on, you know, on the websites and everything. But mm-hmm. um, I went and pulled the card up. And it looks like it's going to be a, like, NXT very rarely puts on a whack, especially their special events and their takeovers. Right. They're always
1: dope. Yeah, from, you know, from week to week, you know, some of the shows are really good and then sometimes it has a little downfall. But for the most part, for the special events, I've, I've rarely seen a whack. Yeah, special uh, a special nxt event. So yeah,
0: so I'm looking, and here's a sidebar. Here's what pains me. Uh, before we even get into either show, okay, I don't know if I'm even going to be able to watch these live. Oh boy, because I'm I'm going Uh I'm going on a little uh, a weekendcation with the wife and the fam. Come
1: on, man. Come on. I'm can. gonna I'm
0: gonna try to pocket watch a little
1: bit. <laughs> Yo, dude. I'm gonna try to pocket think, watch. But you don't think that's right, a good I don't think that's a good idea dude.
0: I'm gonna try to catch yeah. some. I'm gonna try to catch some. I mean it's on demand, so when everybody goes to sleep, I'm probably gonna you know, throw it yeah. back on anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, I would do. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to pocket watch. But yeah. So and then uh, I think the following Saturday is when the Mayweather and McGregor fight is coming up also. Are you
1: are you watching it? I was gonna try to. Are you watching it? Are you paying for it? I wasn't going to. (laughs) Are you going to a bar? I don't think so. If you were going to be here... Gotcha. Right. So here's what usually happens when like, UFC
0: or anything else, Mm. basically even WWE before the network, what would usually happen is, specifically for UFC, for me personally, I try to watch... At like a Buffalo, we try to get together watch a Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, weekend.
1: that was our thing man. Right,
0: or we'll, we'll still you this
1: know, kind of but yeah, or know. we'll
0: find a stream. I think they're putting this, you or know. we do like a fight party, like we did with Mayweather and um, and right. Pacquiao. We were over in Brooklyn, and a bunch of people got together, all chipped in on that. Mm. I think they're doing like hundred dollar pay
1: per view buys or ninety five, eighty five. It's it's I, up there. I don't, I doubt, I want to do that. Man. I'm not coming out of pocket I'm for that. Not, at all. I'd rather find. Who's a gonna stream? win? Who's gonna win? I think Mayweather, man. I saw you know, I saw a video of um uh, McGregor uh sparring with somebody. You know, it's not looking good. He was throwing punches, but you can tell like he needs he needs training. Right. You know what I'm now, saying? Now did you hear
0: that they changed the the weight of the gloves of the boxing gloves? So whatever mm, they no, were before, not. now they drop them down to eight ounce boxing gloves, which is definitely a benefit. So here's the thing
1: uh-huh.
0: if Mayweather wins and he's favored to win. If Mayweather wins, Mayweather is going to do, by, do on technique. Mayweather has never been known as somebody that knocks he, anybody right, out. Right, he's
1: a defense, he's a defensive. He's a defensive here, and, a,
0: and a counter puncher. And, you know, if he wins, it's going to be on points mm-hmm. decision. It's probably going to go to distance 12 rounds. Right. And that'll be that. If McGregor wins, mm-hmm. it has to be by knockout. Because yeah. he's not going to win on technique. He's not going to win on points. Oh, no, absolutely. This favors him because the lighter the glove, he's able the to fast get closer. The fast closer fast he's going to be. Right, so... Be interesting to see. I'll catch. Uh, I'll probably end up catching it or whatever. I'm gonna but, try to
1: catch it somewhere on some streaming. Yeah, I'm yeah. not paying for that. I'm allegedly, sorry. we 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 do pay for things. Allegedly, uh, you know, w- you know, just for people listening. Twitter. Yeah, t- <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, how we're gonna hey, watch that, it. Hey, you know, allegedly, you Twitter. know, Twitter word.
0: No doubt. So, all right, so, so NXT take over Brooklyn. Let me run down the card really quick.
1: That's the most man. I've been waiting for that for a while, man. For the Brooklyn, right? For yeah, the for the Brooklyn one.
0: Adam and, Cole's coming up soon, too. Oh, yeah, you man. Might see an Adam Cole sighting this weekend.
1: Man, listen, what'd you think about that, you know, that little stable that was speculated?
0: So, right now, when we were talking off-air about that, um, Adam Cole, Red Dragon, who was Bobby Fish and uh, Kyle O'Reilly, mm-hmm. and who also has history with, um, with Adam Cole. They both came into ROH together. Future mm-hmm. Shock was the name of that team. So, the three of them and Roderick Strong are, what the talk is, is that they're going to put together some kind of, either an angle or a stable between the four of them all coming mm. from ROH and figure out a way to work <laughs> that into some storyline on uh, on NXT. But look at that. like You have those four. a is still there. Cassius Ono is still there. Like
1: mm.
0: this, the this talent on the WWE payroll, regardless of brand, Yo, whether it an NXT Raw or SmackDown. Yeah,
1: it's getting crazy, man. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely dope. I know a couple months ago it was starting to lack as soon as they put a couple of guys on the main roster, but they start bringing these guys in and it's starting to pop, yeah. starting to pop again, man.
0: And it, it's 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 always going to be like the turnover. They they pretty they adjust pretty well when somebody uh, you know happens to, to move to either Raw or SmackDown. They adjust pretty well with bringing in oh, yeah. you know great talent. So yeah, I, I think it'd be you know it'd be dope. I don't know if he's, if Adams Cole is going to be showing up this weekend or. Or what? But be, he is on the it, way. He it did be just very a deal. dope.
1: If he does, that'll be something good for SummerSlam, and for other reasons that we'll probably get into later. I think that needs to happen, but we'll we'll get to that part. Okay, so is that on the NXT side or the on the SummerSlam side? On the or like the Raw SmackDown side. I saw some things I wasn't in favor of, so we we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. All right, we'll I will get to I, that. I, so we'll just some um, we'll just move through.
0: NXT pretty quick because the the other thing yeah. is the SummerSlam roster. I mean, uh, card itself. Oh I think it's going to be about it's, four hours. There's a ton it, of matches. They got a lot dude, of people. A, on dude, the it's
1: like an old date thing, man. Was it starting? At? I think starting at well, the pre shows like at pre show usually
0: start the the actual show itself usually starts so, around eight. But this time I it's a, it's a special four hours. Yeah, yeah, so I think all together, let's just say six like six hours so it'll probably start like around six yeah o'clock. so get your
1: food and your you know your yeah. piss bucket and all that and yeah you're not you're not going anywhere Make it sure was the same you thing you liked with wrestlemania, WrestleMania yeah, summer slam and wrestlemania do the same thing dude i don't think i left my room for six hours thank god it was on demand because i could pause it telling you like I come back it's crazy i love yo mm, on demand is where it's at <laughs> that, i love on demand on now, demand man. is where it's at all right so the card right now is five matches which is the normal for them, yeah. and I
0: like. Yeah, usually two hours. It hits pretty quick. It's like an episode of SmackDown without like with even less talking.
1: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and less storyline, <laughs> right? Hey, I think the storyline, the story, yeah. that the story hey, is good. Yeah, no, no, the storylines is dope. But yeah. you know, in NXT, you know, is more towards wrestling. Mm-hmm. You no, know. mm-hmm. it's a super indie. So yeah.
0: we got Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre for the NXT Championship. We have Oscar Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Authors of Pain. Uh, with Paul Ellering versus Sanity mm-hmm. for the NXT Tag Team Championship. And then two singles matches. We have Aleister Black versus Adeo Tommy And Johnny Gargano versus and- Andrade mm-hmm. Almas. Right. So, top to bottom, this is definitely going to be a good card. So, let's just go through it uh, really quick and just get mm-hmm. some some predictions. Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre, start, starting at the top. NXT Championship. Who
1: wins that? Uh, that's a hard one, man. Um I think, man, I gotta think about that one because I know they had just recently started that kind of clash and start building it up within the last two or three weeks. Um, That's a hard one. I think I think Bobby Roode may may Bobby retain. Retains? I think he retains. Man. I was actually
0: gonna go in the other way and and say Drew McIntyre just okay. because I think um, at some point, just like what they do all the time. Mm. Um, they're gonna end up calling Bobby Roode up to Raw or SmackDown, right. and Drew McIntyre is coming in with the the storyline, if I have it correctly, of you know taking NXT back for the people, I guess. Because, yeah, because Bobby Roode is kind of like full of himself and saying he's right. the reason is why. He's saying it's his
1: NXT and right. all of that, and so like, I think cool. I think there's
0: usually you know a major call up right around a major you know uh, WrestleMania or something, right. So maybe so I, I'll say Drew McIntyre wins the championship. So you and think Drew
1: McIntyre is going to win it and... Um, and stay in NXT. And I think Bobby Roode will probably
0: go up to either Raw or SmackDown coming up pretty soon.
1: Right. I think that's I think that's a good little view. I think Bobby Roode has already established himself right. very well so the, far. I mean, the, so. the music does a lot <laughs> of work for the him. Entrance, like, the entrance by itself, man. Yeah, yeah he's over. Yeah, that, that's just five minutes. <laughs> As they say in the biz, he is over. Yeah. All right, Oscar over. Ember Moon,
0: NXT Women's Championship. Is this the moment, is this the match that somebody finally defeats and dethrones Asuka for that title?
1: That's what I'm hoping, because the way the build-up was, you know, Asuka as being her... Well, okay. Well, the way they were going with it on the last two or three weeks in the whole storyline, you know, Asuka has pretty much beaten everybody. Mm -hmm. She's been undefeated. She's actually... uh, I think everybody knows that she's beaten Goldberg Street. Mm -hmm. So... As of right now, she can beat Goldberg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe we're getting ahead yeah, of ourselves. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we want to go there right yeah, now. Yeah. That's, uh, so speaking of which, where is Goldberg?
0: He's he's done for now. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, he's done for now. He's probably doing some movies and stuff. So you say Ember Moon, finally the throne.
1: Ember Moon, I think, I think, I think so because the way the, uh, the way the storyline's been because. If you saw, well, you didn't see. Did you see the last episode? No, I'm behind
0: on NXT. I haven't caught like the last few episodes. I've seen. I want to say maybe two weeks ago. It's probably the last one that I saw. Okay. But I have had a chance to, like I was saying, like keep up a little bit on you know some of the sites and just see what storylines are moving in and out. Okay. But um, yeah. Again, Uh like I think, and and I'll agree with you as well because I think again with call ups, Oscar on either show, Raw or SmackDown is would be an immediate shift. Right. You know what I'm saying? In mm. whatever their particular story. Like she immediately brings credibility to whoever show she's on oh, and yeah. whoever has the title mm. immediately changes the scene just based on how they built her up in NXT as being somebody that's unstoppable. So right. I
1: could see her on on on, on, on SmackDown. Ro- on for SmackDown? For yeah, yeah, I could see her in the main roster by the uh by next year. Yeah. Well, but what the thing with Oscar is that the way the storyline is that Oscar well the way the way Emma Moon was do, had it well she she's the one remember I think she had taken on Oscar I think Right two, she, and she lost and she was injured as well, wasn't right. she? Right. She had lost to Oscar and then Oscar beat her um it was like a false finish mm-hmm. and then Oscar's the one that injured her. And right. and she said um Ember Moon said that I think she was the um she was the only opponent that Oscar had to cheat to win.
0: Right. So Yeah, I do actually that might be the last <laughs> NXT, whatever that match was. Yeah. That was that was that a, a takeover or was it like a uh, big thing or was it just an episode?
1: What that she said. That, that match. That match they might have been the takeover. Yeah, because I remember watching that. Yeah, <clears throat>
0: I remember yeah. that. So yeah, the whole storyline is not not only for the title now. It's like her redemption is it's her revenge. Definitely, re-
1: yeah. definitely redemption.
0: I'm gonna agree. I think Ember Moon. I think Ember Moon. For me personally, I love watching Ember Moon wrestle, mm. just based on the athleticism. She's oh, yeah. one of the best athletes, you know, oh, yeah, in the, in the women's division in WWE. Period. So, <clears throat> I think that'll be a really dope match. Mm-hmm. Um, Authors of Pain versus Sanity. <clears throat> Excuse me. Authors of Pain versus Sanity. For the NXT tag titles, I have no idea.
1: Um, me neither, because that whole thing came about within the last month. So it's it's, yeah, like it was a, pretty random. That's like a pick It's like, like a, a coin yeah, toss. Yeah, pretty much, because they all the way it started to come out, I only started to see it build up like two or three weeks ago, so I have no idea. Yeah, It's
0: up in the air for just for historical purposes. I'll mm-hmm. say authors of pain, but who the hell knows? Right. Cool. I'm, I'm agree with that.
1: Yeah, Alistair Black versus Hideo Itami. I think Hideo Itami is going down. Hideo Itami loses. I think he loses because I agree. Because if you've been watching Hideo Itami, he's turning. He, he's well, healed, isn't he? He's healed already. Yeah, yeah he's so, healed. So been seeing that
0: coming with his uh, his conflicts and with his frustrations. Yes, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So with, with the with the conflicts that he's had with Kashi's uh, Ono and that whole thing. Yeah, I like it. I like a heel Hideo. I think it gives him some like something to be able to work with in character development.
1: I, I which think is so, too. And you know why? Because the, the man came back from two injuries. Mean injuries. His it's, arm still is like... Yeah, it's still a little stiff. So yeah. I think this is a good pick-me-up to come back. Yeah, I so, like it. I like Hideo. Alex and, the Black is a beast, man. Yeah, and I think yeah. he's
0: still undefeated, isn't he? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, he yeah, so is. Yeah, so they're not... Hideo doesn't necessarily need... If he's heel... It doesn't really do him much damage in the storyline no. and credibility wise Mm-mm. for a heart. Now both of these guys have legit backgrounds in some sort of of, of MMA training. Mm-hmm. They're gonna.
1: Beat that, that, the MC, hell out MC, of that's each what other. Makes it interesting.
0: They're gonna beat the hell out of each other. So yeah. in that case, if the two of them have a great hard-hitting match, beat the hell out of each other, and it comes down to who was the better man that night, mm. I'm gonna go with Alistair Black, because I don't think right now is the time to end his winning streak or whatever. No, not at all. Now, I if Hideo way. happens playing devil's advocate, if mm. Hideo happens to win, it's probably gonna, you know, further him. As far as being a heel character, right. maybe interference of some sort for somebody not necessarily on Hideo's side, but somebody that's trying to get back at Alistair.
1: Mm.
0: He's beaten Bobby uh, Bobby Fish. Yeah. He's beaten Kyle O'Reilly. Uh-huh. Maybe this that is where you match. insert man, Maybe Dude. this <laughs> is where you insert Adam Cole making his mm. debut, costing Alistair Black not only his st- the match but his streak. Not necessarily aligning with Hideo. So you but think
1: uh, uh, Adam Cole's going to come in straight as a heel?
0: If he does, I think Adam Cole is, first of all, he should be a career heel. Okay. He's like a, he's I can like, see that. He's, he's a Triple H to me. Okay. He's a Triple H to me. He's a ring general, in my opinion. He can be liked, but I think his greatest work, promo-wise, all of that back in ROH, so a he's a natural so, yeah. heel. You know what I've I'm never saying?
1: seen him as a babyface either. I've wow. seen
0: it. And again, like for me, with Triple H... Once Triple H started taking on the game mm-hmm. as a moniker and moving in that direction, once mm-hmm. DX was pretty much over, right. the couple of times that he did, you know, do a face turn, and I've watched it uh, on the network, not necessarily live. I've right. watched it just going back and watching old episodes. Like mm. I, I don't want to root for Triple H.
1: <laughs> I want to yeah.
0: boo him. You right. know, so I think Adam Cole kind of fits in that. So right. if 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 Adam Cole mm. is going to debut. This weekend at NXT, that's okay. where they're going to put him. He's going to cause Aleister Black the match because right. he's like revenge for my guys. Right. You Absolutely. beat my guys, so now I'm going to realign with my guys. and we're going to form a faction, right. and maybe that's how they bring him up. Though. Yeah, you got Red Dragon and Adam Cole on NXT, which is right. insane. So either or. I could see that going, but I think either way, they're going to beat the hell out of each other for our entertainment. I think going to be a
1: great match, man.
0: And, and finally, uh, Johnny Gargano. Versus uh, Andrade
1: Almas. I have no idea. Uh, Gargano? Well, mm, I'll probably go with Andrade Almas based on the storyline. Which is? Be, uh, so they've had Almas. He's, he lost like five or six in a row. He's become that guy who doesn't care if he wins the matches. And after the match, he just goes out and party with a bunch of chicks. Mm-hmm. So he started coming back a couple of weeks ago and he had this girl with him who's now his manager. This is it Lena Vega? Uh yes, I, yes it is. Lena Vega. And he finally won his first match in like 2 or 3 months. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking he may pick up the win this time against uh um um Gargano. And Gargano just came back. Or if anything, it may be a DQ possibly depending on how they want to work it.
0: You know? I'll go opposite. I'll go Gargano takes the win. Um that's probably going to be the opening match of the night. Okay. Unless they want to open with Alistair Black, uh, Tommy. Either or, it's going to be either or because the other three are, are title matches. But I mm. think that's a good opener, and I think uh, to get the crowd hot starting off, I think mm. they're going to have a bang up match, mm. and I think Gargano will probably take it. It's like he's one of those beloved characters, supposedly. You know what I'm saying? So I think coming off of the the heartbreak that he had breaking
1: up DIY, or, maybe Gargano. So I have to cut you off. Or, Tommaso Ciampa may come back. See? And in the fifth. Because you haven't seen him since. you so. right. seen him once when he came back. And then right. Gargano came back like two or three, two or three weeks either or. ago. So There are possibilities. So easy. that's your
0: NXT mm-hmm. TakeOver Brooklyn 3 card. And um, yeah, three. yeah, bottom line there's, there's, there's five matches there and possibilities of certain storylines and debuts and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a great a great card SummerSlam is 13
1: goddamn matches lucky 13
0: all oh, day God. if you're watching SummerSlam live like we talked earlier make sure you got your snacks your beverages and a comfortable chair you're not going anywhere yeah, anytime I, soon. I know i'm
1: not I'm, I'm probably gonna sit there for the next six hours eating and eating. <laughs> <laughs> productivity <laughs> yes it's the american way at, at its best SummerSlam
0: weekend is upon us WWE is probably their second biggest event of the year and been getting some great content and and, and really just uh, talking with some homies of mine that happen to watch wrestling as well and also are in the music business so I got a, a friend of mine on the line right now straight out of Canada the great white north my man Jazz Feezy is on the line hell of a producer what's up brother how you doing
2: I'm doing great man how about yourself
0: no complaints, like we were talking off the air, like a a billion and one things uh, on the plate, but all good problems to have. So I'm doing well, man. Good to hear from you.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, we we could be going back, man. I think you gave me my first remix post of uh I standard. I think it was like my very, very first remix ever and uh Aaron Aaron and I have just been holding it down ever since man. So shout out to you just for inviting me on the show as well. Oh man, much appreciated.
0: Yeah. Like I think, um, and just, you know, touching really, really quick on, on the music world and, and that whole thing, you know, when I was doing the the content for the iStandard uh, blog at the time, like one of the things I made it a point is regardless of where it's coming from, like me personally, like I have to really like it in order to, you know, put words behind it and to, and to send it out. And you are a beast and you consistently and constantly sent like some really, really great, uh, great material over. So man, thank you for sharing.
2: <laughs> hey man it, it works both ways anyways i'm, I'm glad i caught your ear it could have been the uh, other way where uh you didn't post it <laughs> i feel you
0: i feel you so yeah so we're talking SummerSlam 2017 out here in new york brooklyn at the barclays center um i have the card in front of me but i wanted to ask before we got um you know really in depth on any one particular thing um just really quick like you know how long have you been a wrestling fan when did you start watching and you know let's just talk about you as a fan first like when did you start watching wrestling
2: i would say i accidentally flipped onto it and it was a good mistake i was it was in between the ninja turtles and i think it was like i don't know what was on then but i accidentally changed it to the next channel because usually you know you're watching ninja turtles that's it i accidentally flipped it and then i think i've seen ultimate warrior and uh i believe he was fighting or he was wrestling sergeant slaughter and he was doing his warrior thing where he's just all getting back into it and he's about to inevitably won the match and i was like what is this i had no idea so i would always i would always find from here on out okay when's ninja turtles coming on and then just go to that channel which would be one up
0: damn that's that's back in the day man you said the ninja turtles i remember like i think i think when i started watching um right around that new generation area uh era wwf like uh i think the tail end of hulk hogan and that's when they used to have um superstars on it was fox 5 out here and right after that, it was uh, like American Gladiator. So I think I have like uh, that same association. Those those weekend shows were I think like the entry point to a lot of people.
2: Yeah, but you know what? Um, the only thing with me is, and this might not be a popular opinion, I never really got into Hulk Hogan. Man, I just I was just more like a heel guy, and I just thought he was way too gimmicky, similar to. In the beginning, I didn't appreciate Cena. I get him now. But Hulk Hogan had even less moves than Cena. I'm like, bro, what is this leg drop really doing to an opponent?
0: <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny? Like, I think a lot of people, it's like, he at, at least during Hogan's era, like he was like the gateway drug, so to speak, especially when you know, the younger you are, like you have no idea what heels and faces you kind of root for the hero. So to hear you like from jump root for the heels, that's unique, man. That's different.
2: Well, bro, it's, you know what, the thing was, is I think back then, at least when I started, again, he could have been, they do so many flips. I mean, I think Big Show and Kane have the most records for oh, yeah. flipping uh, how many times they go heel and face. But I think at that time, Savage was the heel and Hogan was the good guy. But I'm like, bro, Savage is just so swaggy. Yeah. Just, his promo's on point. And I'm like, I like that guy. That guy's the interesting one. And then they go back to Hogan. I'm like, oh, boo, get out of here, man. What's this? What's, <laughs> yeah. what's Mr. Clean doing? And I don't want to see that.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Now that did, now did you uh, talk about it, like the way more interesting character and personality was always Savage. So yeah, you're spot on with that. Absolutely. So have you had a chance to go to, um you know, any live events and pay-per-view events?
2: I haven't been to a pay-per-view uh, yet, but um, I think when they were... I think it was two weeks ago or maybe just a week ago when, when WWE was in uh, Canada, Toronto, I missed the Raw show. It was sold out very quickly, but I was fortunate enough to get tickets with SmackDown. I, I went to go see it with my guy Lance, and uh, what happened is is the ticket thing kind of screwed up, and it gave us way better seats. So we were literally like... The the wrestling entrance was like right in front of us so we could see them coming out. And you look over like maybe six or seven more rows, and the ring was right there. We literally had the best seats in the
0: house. Oh, that's that's amazing! How long ago was that SmackDown?
2: I think two weeks ago. I don't, not last week, but the week before. So they were just recently here in Canada. And the best part was is so as you know, like you know, they do SmackDown, then they'll do uh, 205 Live. Yeah. They give us uh, obviously a dark match afterwards because obviously they want people to say. So we actually were fortunate enough to see. I think it was. Uh, oh, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles versus Baron Carbon and Kevin Owens. But they called it. Uh, it's just a street fight. But they're like in a Toronto street fight. But I'm like, <laughs> yo, that that match, that was everything after the fact because these guys went all out.
0: Yo, that is so fire. AJ Styles and Nakamura. Like I think like eventually and, you know, they're, they're definitely going to build up to it. I'm not. Do you follow uh, New Japan at all?
2: of course dude i just finished watching my very first q1 class oh my god okay i need to go back and watch all these joints
0: yeah yo how amazing were those last couple of matches with uh naito and and omega and and okada like i was scared because i I caught it i didn't watch it live i caught it actually a couple of days ago like on replay and just some of the moves Uh that naito and and uh and Omega, like I was scared for them. Like, how are you not breaking each other's necks right now? Like it looks so crazy. But that um that AJ Styles and Nakamura, uh, New Japan that they had at Wrestle Kingdom a couple of years ago, if you get a chance to watch that, phenomenal. That was right before they put in their notice to leave uh New Japan and come over to WWE. So it's like it's it's a definite classic. And I'm looking forward to when they finally get a chance to touch uh you know one-on-one here in in, in the E.
2: I I hope they don't give it away like listen I'm all for like getting the best matches for free on Raw and everything but I even felt like Nakamura and Cena could have been a SummerSlam thing like I feel like they just kind of prematurely went into it I mean obviously they had to do something it's a big match and that's great for SmackDown and the brand but I definitely think like Nakamura and Cena is like a is any like headline ever if you really think about it
0: yeah absolutely Absolutely. Like I wasn't, I wasn't so against it. And then like, I, I think the other thing is I'm not sure exactly what, because uh, Cena has been doing a, like a lot of acting lately and I'm not right, sure right, right. his schedule. So I guess it might've been them just trying to work around that, but you know, all in all, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good segue, I think to, you know, jump into like the middle of the, of the SummerSlam card. So we're talking about um, John Cena and you got a chance to see um, in that same tag match you were talking about, one of his opponents was, was part of that tag match. And that's Baron Corbin. So we got John Cena and Baron Corbin. Now you saw the cash-in and the failed Money in the Bank cash-in a couple of days ago. Um, that Baron Corbin tried to cash-in. Cena kind of cost him. What are you looking for like, to be the outcome of that match?
2: Uh, we're talking Corbin and Cena?
0: Yeah, Corbin Cena.
2: I think Corbin needs to destroy him and set the tone. Because, I mean, obviously, if you listen to the leaks and everything. And, and this has been on the internet. They've advertised like seven different posters. He's going to be on the Raw afterwards, so I don't see why Cena would win, beat Corbin, and then take that win to Raw. It doesn't make any sense. Obviously, from spoilers, I obviously think that Corbin's going to win. However, you never know with with wrestling because sometimes they just... I don't know if it's Vince or who's calling the booking, but someone could be in their hometown and just to stick it to everyone. They purposely make them lose. So I hope Corbin gets his win back. And honestly, to lose uh, the money in a bank on a roll up like that's so disrespectful.
0: (laughs) Yo, I wasn't I was there was so many things that happened, like those last couple of shows, Raw and Smackdown, that were absolutely not on my radar. And I was definitely one of them. I thought they were going to hold off on. Him cashing in the money in the bank, whether he you know succeeded or not, at least in, until the actual pay per view and have that happen. But um, they did it on SmackDown, and I think it, it's cool because it gives like this match a little bit more like is something uh, something else to chew on. There's a little bit more reason behind it. Um, but I agree with you. I think like absolutely if they continue to want to build uh, Baron Corbin up, he has to like completely annihilate John Cena. But then like with John Cena, and y- you really never know. Like he turns on that Superman mode and. You never know with that guy. You never know with like the booking. They seem like always hesitant to really, really uh, to have him take a, a major loss and, and and go from there. So are there any other matches specifically that you're really looking forward to? We didn't even touch on NXT. So either night um, with the weekend that they have coming up, is there any one or two things that you're really specifically looking forward to seeing?
2: I think they did an absolute phenomenal job promoting that that final. I mean, I honestly don't know the outcome. Maybe, I mean, I can't really see Brock losing, but they literally made, minus Romans, who's always hated, they literally made Samoa Joe um, and obviously Braun Strowman a huge possibility to actually win. I don't think I've ever been so hyped for a Fatal 4 since like, I think there was an old Fatal 4 where it was like Brett versus Sean versus Owen versus I don't know who else, but it was like the last time I was like, yo, this Fatal 4 is very crazy.
0: I think the last one, and you just reminded me, um, Brett Stone Cold, um, Undertaker and Vader, I think Oh
2: man, yeah, that was it then.
0: Yeah, I think it was around it was, a, it was a really interesting like transitional period because that's when they were leading up to you know, I think that was right before Austin um had the, the submission match with Brett and they were trying to, to go in that direction and changing the course, you know, leading into the attitude era. And you're right, man, like this the build up for this has been perfect. So how do you feel about this? This is what I... If I were writing, and if I were booking uh-huh. this, this is how I would end uh, SummerSlam. Um, Another match is happening. You got Cesaro and Sheamus defending their their Raw Tag Team uh, titles against Ambrose and Rollins. You've been seeing the tease for the Shield uh, reunion. They finally did the fist bump, and I think that they're probably going to take the tag titles. So leading up into the Fatal 4-Way, seeing as how Roman is part of that, um, I think the last... Uh, image that we're going to see before they go off the air is going to be the shield somehow inserting themselves into that match, double powerbomb, triple powerbomb, somebody, probably not Brock. um, But one of the other two, whether it be Samoa Joe or or Braun Strowman, cost whoever the title, um, give Roman the win. And then at the end, you see the three of them holding all three of those belts up. What do you think?
2: Honestly, that would be amazing. But then, so now here's, here's my only rebuttal to that what is the shield at this point because everyone like I don't even think it's as much as the announcers try to say like okay Romans 50 50 no 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 this man is way more hated and healed almost of that Hogan level but then if Ambrose and Rollins are loved then how do you move forward with the faction like like what I'm saying is so last image everyone's doing the shield fist are they booed or are they cheered
0: so I think it part of it depends on who has to eat the pin. I think um, out of the four in the match, it's probably Braun Strowman that gets the biggest pop from everybody across the board. Like all of them have their sections of fans. Um, obviously with Roman he's you know in that in that Cena lane where it's mostly like kids and stuff like that but I think Braun Strowman overall gets the biggest pop so it really depends on who eats the pin I would go forward and and then with the shield reunion period you're going to have people that 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 initial pop is going to happen regardless like whenever they do finally do the the whole thing but I think if they choose to go in a direction of them being a heel faction the fact that Roman Reigns would then be the champion I think kind of dictates that so if you have Braun Strowman eat the pin And then you know the initial pop Is going to happen but then In the coming weeks you have whatever the storylines Are you have to really specifically Get these guys beating up people that The crowd has been cheering for Whether they've been trying to go face Or heel that's the best way to get Them as as a whole I think booed So um, they just basically have to to Continuously jump Braun Strowman And anybody else that the fans have been cheering <laughs> Over the next coming weeks for them to be heel
2: Okay, so here's the next question then. If that happens, then, is Survivor Series, are we going to see, are we going to see, like, everyone versus the Shield kind of faction? Because obviously if Cena's making the jump, Cena's going to have to come to the aid of Braun because Braun can't do it himself. I don't think Samoa Joe is going to do that whole faction thing. He seems like the loner type anyways, like a badass. So I guess it's just, you know what? it'll ultimately shift the rest of the storyline for the rest of the year. So it's, it could be good. I I actually kind of agree with you. Yeah.
0: I definitely, I definitely think like these are, these are the two pivotal pay-per-views is WrestleMania and SummerSlam. And right before and right after is when they, you know, really jump on the gas pedal and a lot changes and people jump ship. There's, you know, there's shakeups, there's call-ups from NXT. Um, You mentioned John Cena and and putting him like, I think in a, in a program of Roman Reigns at some point has to happen. And I think because Cena has been around for so long, he's gotten to the point to where people just respect him. whether you boom or you hate him, you respect him for being a workhorse and for, you know, being down basically for 15, 16 years, almost two decades, really, when you think about it. So if you put them two together, um, as polarizing as Cena's been, I honestly think he would get the the, the cheers and Roman would get the booze if he put those two together.
2: I think you're right. Otherwise, you're just going to get boo central. And that almost seems like a WrestleMania marquee match, almost. I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger early like royal rumble but i'm just glad if roman is a champion this guy can't win the rumble again because that that outcome is always terrible yeah
0: <laughs> it never goes well like in the old days this would have been when they would have been throwing cups and pretzels and all kind of stuff like into the ring at the wrestlers so yeah it just never goes well yeah man so uh one of the other matches you know obviously people are looking at is the the SmackDown on the SmackDown side the WWE Championship got Shinsuke Nakamura and you have uh, Jinder Mahal. I'm I don't know where they go with this. I wasn't expecting that to be the outcome for the title in the first place. I thought that would have gone to Cena and that whole deal. But like, what do you where do you see this uh, this How do you see this turning out?
2: I honestly think this is going to be the political power move if the WWE Network. Um, if it actually clinches and it actually lands and they do the India deal, obviously that's just a political move where he's going to be champion maybe up until Mania or for the rest of the year till Royal Rumble. However, as much as I like Shinsuke, I don't know if it's too early for him to win, but the other issue is if he's the champion, at least Jinder can cut these promos that I may or may not like, but these are very heel promos. Now, how does Shinsuke... With the, with the language barrier. And someone's got to explain to me, why does this guy have his mouth guard in when he cuts the promo? <laughs>
0: right, when he's talking, right?
2: <laughs> it's like, I'm why does G- John
0: Cena have knee pads on to do a promo?
2: <laughs> it's, it's incredible. But I mean, unless he, I mean, he's not about to be a Heyman guy, but, you know, unless they get Enzo and pair him up with Shinsuke, like, he'll need someone to do all the talking. And you know what? His wrestling and his entrance and his vibrato, like everything, it speaks for itself. But the problem here is, Do you still go with, you know, the rest of this insane plan of gender for the rest of the year or do you let Nakamura do it? But the problem, the other problem I have with this is I almost feel like the U.S. championship, because it's going back and forth between AJ and Kevin Owens. I feel like that's more of a prestigious title based on who's fighting for it than what gender gender is holding right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think um, when you're talking about match of the night. You know, one of the top two or three matches, obviously, just by default, is going to be that AJ Styles, Kevin Owens match. Um, Shane McMahon is the, is the special guest referee. And you're right about the title. Um, the U.S. championship has had a lot of prestige, especially when, like, Cena's held it and he was doing the open challenge. And now with the two of these, uh, AJ Styles and, and Kevin Owens, like it's it's it, it's interesting because it elevate is elevating this and i think uh eventually these guys are pretty much going to drop it to somebody else and they're going to feud back and forth over the wwe championship uh anyway but yeah I, I i think um i could see shinsuke winning it i could also see some kind of interference from uh you know for somebody for jinder mahal to cost um to cost shinsuke the title i have no idea what direction they're going um if he is going to be the champion though you're right. I think he does need to have a mouthpiece or somebody that's going to do promos for him or, you know, you could put him and I don't know how you would get to this point. And I think his Now that I'm, I'm kind of talking myself in and out of it, like I think with, you know, his entrance being so dynamic and that being one of the things that people really love. For him to to be anything but a face, I was gonna say maybe a heel and not really necessarily have to talk and just you know let the the talking be in the ring and a lot of you know cheat the win kind of things, but I don't think he'll ever be booed to be honest with you. So I don't know where they go. Um, I I know I'd like to see Shinsuke get the title, but you're right, it could be a a case of it being too early as well. And then I'm not sure what the the next program is going to be for like either of them once they get out of here. So, but with that uh that AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. Um, I think that's a good place to end off. Where do you see that going? Shane McMahon is a special guest referee.
2: Oh, man, I feel, I don't know. There's, uh, listen, those are arguably two of my favorite wrestlers. Just on the standpoint of no bias, whoever wins, it's, it's a win for the fans to get the match. However, I, I guess whoever, I, I don't know, I guess whoever mistakenly hits Shane, obviously that guy would not be able to be, not biased. He'd have it out for that person. But I don't know. I mean, it seems like on SmackDown, at least the the heel authority figure thing doesn't exist. Will this start it? God knows. Like, I don't know. I mean, Daniel Bryan's completely over. He seems to be the, the face manager. But again, we don't really know what's actually going to happen because there's still rumors that Stephanie's going to come back. And then what happens to Kurt on the raw side?
0: Yeah, I agree. I was talking with my uh, my guy, Ronnie, last night about the same thing. Like, I think uh, the real story in this match, like, obviously, they're going to put on a hell of a match. and But the, the real story is, you know, who hits Shane first and how does Shane react? If it's Kevin Owens, then that's something that in the character, on the character side, if Kevin's supposed to be the heel and Shane McMahon reacts and hits Kevin Owens and costs him the match, then he remains as the babyface uh, authority figure. But then on the flip side, there is the, the the chance for, and they've been foreshadowing and going back and doing a lot of replays and, and just alluding to, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the Attitude Era when he cost, you know, Austin's uh, matches as a special guest referee. Do we see a heel Shane McMahon? Now, me personally, like, I enjoy... Um, you know a face authority figure because it just allows the wrestlers to wrestle and not get so caught up in who the authority is picking sides it's one of the things that i wasn't necessarily a fan of to an extent with uh triple h and stephanie on the raw side but um i think at the end i think aj is gonna is gonna retain i think it'll be uh kevin that provokes shane mcmahon and you know they go in that direction he's gonna retain and shane will still be a face by the time we get back to smackdown on tuesday
2: but then do we get a Kevin Owens, uh, Shane McMahon match then?
0: That could happen. I don't think they're going to have a Shane McMahon match on a pay-per-view that's not a SummerSlam or WrestleMania. So if that does happen, it might be something that they put on the back burner. Or that could be something that they figure out a way to throw into a Survivor Series match to where Shane doesn't have to carry the load of being you know, a singles competitor. Um, that could be a, a direction that they go in.
2: Yeah, but I, you know what? I think this is one of the strongest cards overall, regardless, just for SummerSlam and, and just as equal as NXT. I mean, I'm the only match I really care for, and this is just out of just greed and gluttony. Do you think Asuka's actually going to finally drop the title, or do you think she goes undefeated all the way until the main roster?
0: I think, I think she, at this point, there's not much left for her to do because it's becoming more and more... It's, it's a lot harder for NXT to really build anybody up that you believe is going to beat her. And I think right now, um, in my opinion, I think Ember Moon is one of, you know, the top three best athletes in the women's division across, like, in the entire WWE, including Raw and mm-hmm. SmackDown. Like, I think, uh, in my opinion, I think it's uh, um, uh, Charlotte and Naomi. And then, you know, Ember Moon as well, as far as being like the best athletes that WWE has in the women's division. So I think right now, as far as believability, I don't see anybody else that they've built up. And again, anything, you know, with time, they can build anybody up. But I think that whole thing has kind of run its course. Like, I think it'd be dope to see her on either Raw or SmackDown. And because she comes to the table with being somebody that was unbeaten for so long and dominant and, you know, really violent and, you know, that whole like real, real MMA background and the kicks and the stiffness and the whole deal, wherever she does happen to go, she's gonna immediately change the scene and that'd be something that I'd like to see. But I think at some point, and I think this has to be the, the, the time, um, you know, Ember Moon is I, I think is a is a dynamic enough character that she can really carry that, that women's roster moving forward. And if she happens mm-hmm. to lose for the second time in a row to uh to Asuka, like how do you then build her back up to be somebody that they care about. That's the other thing. Like they really have to start making, you know, new stars and new champions in that division to continue the growth of the women's division overall in WWE.
2: I agree. Yeah. They can't uh yeah, I, I mean the longer they wait, it just becomes look how many more ladders does she have to climb and how many more times is she going to beat Asuka? If they if they pull the trigger, I hope at least when Asuka goes to the main, they protect her because the worst thing is you have a an easy baby face in Billy, and somehow they drop the ball where she's getting booed and she's in a cast. <laughs> I don't know right. how. <laughs> I don't know how they manage that one, but it's like you know what? If Asuka's going to be an ass kicker, then just keep her undefeated until she goes to the title, like or gets disqualified. Do something where she's still protected.
0: I agree. Do you think we see Adam Cole this weekend?
2: You know what? They keep uh, making references to him. I mean, if he's if they're not going to do the patent. He's in the crowd and there he is. There is there's a lot of rumors saying that they're going to do uh almost like a Ring of Honor takeover whether it's in NXT or the main roster which would be amazing because how many of the talents on NXT right now are are from Ring of Honor?
0: I mean just in in the in the company itself, man, they owe a lot of success to Ring of Honor, but right now they have um aside from, you know, uh the eventual Adam Cole, they got Red Dragon who is uh, you know, yeah. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. You have um I'm drawing a blank. Uh, the guy that just uh, he just he just uh, competed for the for the title. Um, I'm drawing a hell of a blank, but there's like four or five guys down there that would be a a great faction that are all from Ring of Honor. And then when you have the history of you know looking at the roster, you have like the GM of SmackDown, for instance, is Daniel Bryan. I could see I can see that going in so many different ways in different directions, but um adam cole to me reminds me of like a, a a triple h you know i think he's a he's a career heel i think he does his best work as a heel and i'm interested to see what happens
2: Roderick I'm with Strong. Rodrick
0: strong was who i was thinking of i couldn't think of his
2: name that's it. yeah i was thinking of the guy too i'm like wait it's it's not bron Strowman. it's one of those it's one of those majestic names yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it just sounds like there should be trumpets behind it when you say it <laughs>
2: Yeah, but you know what? Listen, if they go in the route of like almost like a, a Nexus 2.0 kind of takeover, let's please pray that, you know, they don't end up against John Cena somehow and then they get crushed. <laughs> oh
0: man, or Roman Reigns. It would definitely be Roman at this point. He just crushed oh, everybody.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I totally forgot. He's he's John Cena 2.0 for this era. Yeah,
0: I, I I hope they don't do that. They they completely had it and then just lost it and threw it away when they did that. But um yo man, I want to Thank you very much for 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 taking the time to chop it up with a little bit of SummerSlam for me. I mean, we gotta do this more often because both of us are real fans of this stuff. So anytime you wanna jump on and, and, and talk about what's going on or or whatever, man, just you know, hit me up. I'm down for it, bro.
2: Dude, let me know, man. I'm I'm so down. Like wrestling is just one of those things where it's like, okay, I got music. That's always going to be the first love, but then it's time to just wind down and just relax. It's it's always going to be wrestling because there's just there's so much history and I, what is it? So if it was like in '89, uh, like this is like almost like almost my whole lifetime I've been a fan. If I was born in '86, so I started when I was three. So hey, yeah, agreed. I'm I was it.
0: I wasn't that far behind you, man. Like I my entire life, you know, when you really sit back and think about it, I started watching in like kindergarten, first grade, right around there. And that's just insane to think about it. But, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it just as much as
2: you do, bro. Yeah, but hey, I appreciate you just having me on, man. I just appreciate the conversation in general, man.
0: I have another phenomenal producer, a guy that I've actually worked with in the past. And he's a, a, a like a, a champ over at iStandard, who you guys know I work very closely with. Just an all-around, a really, really dope dude, dope human being, and a really dope producer as well. And a professional wrestling fan. So he's on the line. He goes by the name of Soul Tronic. And we're talking SummerSlam today. So, Tronic, what's up, bro? How are you?
3: Yeah, I'm good, man. How's everything?
0: Not a complaint in the world, man. Like I was telling you off the air, a lot of moving parts and things to be working on. But these are good problems to have. So I have no complaints, man. How about yourself?
3: I'm good. You know, just uh, I'm actually settling in, moving in with my fiance. So just a big adjustment right now. But, you know, everything's good over here. Still working on music. Um you know, just loving life, you know, God is good.
0: I hear that and congratulations as well. Um, you know, I told you but I wanted to tell you again, congratulations on the engagement and everything like that. Um, so let's let's get into a little bit of pro wrestling. Before we dive into uh SummerSlam this weekend and uh maybe even a little bit of NXT, let's just talk about you as a wrestling fan. When did you start watching and what was it that actually
3: caught your eye? Oh man, I've been watching wrestling since I mean, as long as I can remember. First thing I remember is uh, Bret Hart um, and Mr. Perfect. I think that was like the very first match I ever actually watched because my grandfather and my father, they were into wrestling. So I would watch it with them, not really knowing what it was, you know, but I remember that match when um, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect fought and sort of into kind of the title. I believe it was at a SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, I was about to say. I think but, that was um, uh, like a SummerSlam, like maybe ninety one, ninety two, somewhere around there.
3: Yeah, and then I remember when he when Bret Hart won, and he he uh, stripped Mister Perfect of his uh, wrestling gear. Yeah, yeah. Gear.
0: Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, man, that's probably around the time that I started watching too. Like, um, they were like kind of ending the like the new the Hulk Hogan era and Hulkamania, and getting into that new generation. It was like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and all these guys were starting to come up. So probably around the same time.
3: Yeah, those guys, man, Shawn Michaels, uh, I remember when he he was part of the Rockers and they had that segment at um the beef the Bruce the Barber beefcake when he used to do like the barbershop. Yeah. Uh talk. And he threw um Marty into the glass.
0: Yep, yeah. He threw him right through that barbershop window. That was what uh that really set off his singles career, man. Right there.
3: Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this guy's." i really, to be honest with you, I hated him when he did that. But then he started, you know, acting arrogant and cocky, singing his own wrestling theme. I was like, "Oh, this guy's cool."
0: <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, my uh, my guy Jazz Feasy, who you know as well, we were just on the phone and he was talking about uh, when he started. Um, he was talking about how, you know, like, most people when they're when they're young and they get into wrestling, they, they happen to root for, you know, the faces, they root for the good guys. But he was, like, the complete opposite. Like, he, you know, started out already disliking uh, Hulk Hogan, but that was because, you know, Macho Man was the heel at the time, and he's such a dynamic character. So, it's the same thing with Shawn Michaels. Like, he was a great character, whether he was booed or cheered or whatever character he was supposed to be playing. His personality really, uh, it really shined, and... He's an all-time great for that reason, man. Exactly. Yeah, man. So uh, what's some of the... I know you go to a couple of live events here and there, too. So what's some of... Or maybe the most recent uh, live event that you've gone to?
3: Um, I was The most recent one I went to was Raw, maybe in December. Yeah. It was a Monday Night Raw in Philly. Me and my brother uh, drove down to Philly, and we went to go see that. It was pretty cool. It was, um, it was the, uh, it was the raw that they did the Rollins report, and Kevin Owens and Jericho came out during the Rollins report. Yeah, okay, I remember that. And they were kind of going back and forth with that. Dope, man, yeah, pretty I, dope. Pretty dope.
0: I just came back. Uh, are you familiar with Progress Wrestling from the UK?
3: I've heard of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they just had an event. It was their first, their second in the US overall, I believe, and then their first in New York. It was um uh last last Saturday or Sunday. I think it was last Saturday, but it was out in Queens on Northern Boulevard. I got a chance to catch uh catch progress, so that was really dope. Um a little upset I can't go to any of the uh the Brooklyn events that they have this weekend, but I'll definitely be checking uh you know, checking SummerSlam on, on the phones. I won't even get a chance to watch it live, but I'll watch it on demand. But speaking of SummerSlam, so SummerSlam is this Sunday. We have, um, you know, NXT is the night before. Are there any, before we talk about the actual uh, card itself, like specifics, are there any matches that you are specifically looking forward to?
3: Um, well, as far as NXT goes, I'm definitely looking forward. I'm looking forward to a lot of those matches, to be honest. I want to see Ember Moon and Asuka finally go one-on-one uninterrupted. Um, I wanna see the authors of Pain and Sanity go at it. Um, Bobby Roode and Drew McIntyre, that looks like a good match. Um you got on uh, SummerSlam, you got uh AJ Styles and Kevin Owens with Shane as the ref. That's that's I mean anything that you have AJ Styles on is gonna be, you know, A one absolutely A one work. And then you add Shane McMahon to it. That's you know, he's he's big money all the time
1: absolutely and Kevin
3: Owens is big money too so it's, that, that should be like the card stealer yeah I think so
0: I think like when you're talking about the top you know two or three uh matches that's definitely going to be like of the weekend I think it has that potential because they've you know they've had a couple of matches in the past but on a stage as big as SummerSlam if they give the right amount of time and then Shane McMahon as the wild card you know whichever way that happens to go this could be uh you know, uh, definitely a classic. Now, you mentioned um, on NXT before we uh, go to, back to SummerSlam. You mentioned Oscar and Ember Moon. Now, Oscar is like the Goldberg right now. She has the undefeated streak. She's a champion. Is this like going to be the match where she's finally dethroned, finally defeated, or does she retain?
3: I think I think this is the match that she she finally loses it. You know, they got all the. She has all the streaks. And and if you look at the last few uh episodes, she's been really like arrogant, walking down like she's not even paying Ember Moon any mind. Ember Moon's talking with passion, she's talking like she's hungry, you know? And Oscar's just like whatever, you know, she's not even paying it any attention. So I think she might she might come in there a little too arrogant. I think Ember Moon might get a
0: Yeah, I agree. And I'd like to see it because I think in my opinion, I think Ember Moon is probably one of three um, of like the best uh, athletes in the women's division across the board, like across Raw, SmackDown and NXT, in my opinion. Like, I think um, aside from Ember Moon, it's uh, Naomi and Charlotte. And the other thing is, like, I'd love to see you know, NXT move in a different direction as far as uh giving, you know, starting to build up more stars. I don't think she can afford another defeat. You know, I think um if Asuka beats her for the second time, it's gonna be pretty hard to build her back up to be, you know, like a real person that they can build that division behind. And I think that would be a waste because she is so good and so athletic. And uh Asuka, I think it's time to move her up you know, either the Raw or SmackDown, I think wherever you put her, she's definitely a difference maker. Like her style, she reminds me of, of Nakamura style-wise or of Hideo, just those, those strikes, they look real. Um, very, 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 like if you're familiar with New Japan and that whole strong style, she, you know, comes from that, um, that style as well. So I think wherever you put her, she's definitely a difference maker. But I think that'll be a great match. Um, and then another match that I'm looking forward to uh, on NXT is uh definitely alistair black and Hideo with tommy who i uh just mentioned like i think that's another match the two of them are just gonna they're gonna beat the hell out of one another i think man
3: yeah that's that's gonna be a really good match that Hideo with his strong style and alistair black has a little bit of that too so you add both of those together and you know he's he's really come out of nowhere to be honest like he came at the last the last Enix, uh the last takeover he debuted and then ever since then, he was just, uh, he's really just like came out of nowhere to be honest. And, you know, the crowd loves him. You know, he puts on great matches. I don't know if you saw the last match he had um, on NXT with, uh, I believe it was O'Reilly from, yeah. he, was, he was on Ring of Honor.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I and saw. He just, I, he just I saw, I saw came over like a surprise.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good match.
0: Yeah, so I uh, so I can only imagine what him and Hideo would do. They're going to they, they the strikes, both of those are like those those guys are known for their strikes and specifically their kicks. So, you know, I think and again, that's another match that if they get the right amount of time, um that could be something really special. Um are you familiar? You watch ROH, right? Yeah. Yeah, so have you heard the uh the rumors that Adam Cole is going to be uh debuting this weekend?
3: I heard that I heard I heard he's supposed to he's supposed to show up at uh, NXT um tomorrow. Yeah, that's what a, a so lot of people also, are talking.
0: He, yeah, a lot of people are talking about that. They were talking that there might be um, you know, a stable within NXT made up of the ROH guys, so Adam Cole and then uh, you know, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly and maybe even Roderick Strong. So, I'm looking forward to that, man.
3: I kind of thought they were going to try to do that with uh with TNA. When they had they had Bobby Roode um, rumored to be there at the time, yeah. James Storm has had actually debuted. Um, Eric Young had debuted. You know, there was talk about AJ Styles. So I, I, I be honest with you, I kind of thought they were going to try to do that um, with TNA. But if they could do that with Ring of Honor, that would be that would be pretty pretty epic. You know, it's, like, it's kind of like how the NWO was with WCW, where it was like trying to take over a certain faction and NXT is probably the most popular brand that WWE has right now, all things considered, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely amongst the, the fan base that is familiar with the guys that would be coming over from ring of honor and are there already that NXT crowd matches up, you know, perfectly with ROH. Like NXT is designed to go after those fans where it's strictly, uh there's more of a focus on the wrestling and not necessarily the characters even though I like, maybe 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 a little bit more character driven than ROH is but they're a super indie, you know so the people that are familiar with anybody that would be coming over from ROH, um they already know. They already know and they're just as excited as uh, as you and I with the possibilities there. So let's shift over to um to the SummerSlam. Um you know we mentioned a couple of matches earlier, mentioned that AJ Styles and Kevin Owens could be a show stealer Um, And we started to touch on that match. Who do you think actually takes the win?
3: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I hear talk of, you know, uh, they're trying to set up Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. So maybe, you know, AJ gets the win in a controversial fashion. But, you know, they have AJ and Shane has history too. So you never know. They might try to hit the swerve on us and then set up something with AJ and Shane again.
0: You're right. And I think it really the the story here like we mentioned is really which way does Shane go? I guess it goes with uh who's going to provoke Shane first and then how is he going to react? And it really depends on who it is. Like if it happens to be Kevin Owens, storyline-wise cuz both guys are really popular in the crowd. They have their, you know, segments of fans. But if storyline-wise and character-wise um he's provoked by Kevin Owens and then reacts, hits Kevin Owens and that's the way that it ends, then Shane McMahon will still be a face. And if it's the other way around, if it happens to be AJ Styles, the way he's positioned right now, then we could be going in a direction of, um, you know, having another heel authority figure, which I hope not because I like the character that he has now. And I'm not a big fan of, you know, the the heel authority figures. They did it to death with Triple H and Stephanie, in my opinion. But I think, you know, all in all, that has the makings to be a really dope match. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, another match that uh, that I'm looking forward to, we got the New Day uh, defending their tag team championship, the Royal Tag Team Championship, against the Usos. Now, I'm I'm curious. Like, I think eventually, at some point, they're gonna they're gonna push the button on a New Day, you know, breakup. So, do they re- do they retain the titles? Do the Usos beat them? What's the direction that the New Day is going in uh, on SummerSlam and then after SummerSlam? What do you
3: think? Um, first of all, i the whistles are my boys, man. I, I ever since they turned heel, they just been—they didn't care. They're they killing it, right? did what the new day did. Yeah, they—they they doing what the new day did when they were heel. But the problem is, the difference is they really just don't care, you know? Right. And, and especially with the with the rapping, the tag teaming, and doing like the two-on-two rap battles. I mean, them. If they wanted to, they could probably start their own, uh, own little group that would be, with both of them. You know, yeah, it um, would be dope. Yeah, I think, I think the New Day gets it. I think the New Day gets it at SummerSlam. I think they, uh, they're gonna try to build up that division so that the group, the team that actually like beats them, you know, they it's probably gonna be like a new team or like. A, a team that's, like, under the radar to build them up, and then that can probably start off. It could probably be, like, a mistake, like a fluke win. Yeah, yeah. Like, if it's someone like uh, maybe Breezango, that you don't really expect it. So it could be, like, a fluke win due to, like, their mistake. Like, maybe uh, whoever's outside at the time for the new day makes a mistake. And then they do a rematch, and then they make another mistake, and then that causes a little friction in the group. Yeah, I think so. But, I think um, in,
0: in this match it'll be like in the ring it'll be Biggie and Xavier Woods, so outside it'll be Kofi.
3: Okay. Yeah. So I mean, if he's, you know, because they do the free bird rule, so you know, if Kofi's trying to get involved, maybe um, you know, he messes up Xavier or something by mistake. Yeah. But I don't see I don't see that happening for at least not yet you know i see them getting the w over the usos yeah cool cool cool
0: um another match that a lot of people have been looking forward to and uh maybe this is going to be like the actual final coronation of you know the new champion we got sasha banks uh challenging alexa bliss for the royal women's championship in my opinion i think sasha banks is going to take it um she would be at that point a four-time uh women's champion and i think i think in, in that division like i like the work that um Alexa Bliss is doing and has done and she's been a women's champion on both uh both brands Smackdown and Raw um but I think like you know I think Sasha Banks is somebody that people have been calling for to be champion and not only just win the title but to have like a a good run and a good you know lengthly reign as champion and in my opinion I think uh that's probably going to be what the outcome is I think Sasha Banks is going to take it.
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, you figure when she was winning, she had Charlotte on the brand as well. And a lot of people, you know, to this day, is considering Charlotte to be, you know, the most athletic or, you know, ever, diva ever. Yeah. So it was kind of like back and forth. You don't really know who deserves it more. You want to put it on Sasha because she has the fan following, but you want to put it on Charlotte because, you know, Charlotte is, you know, the the diva of you know of WWE right now. So, you know, it's she Sasha kind of had a rough end so you didn't really get that that long of a reign, but I think now that Charlotte's on SmackDown and you can focus more on on Sasha and like the her character and really get involved with her I think if she if she does get it, which I think she will, she'll be able to get a lengthy title run. You know, they have Nia Jax there. They have Alexa Bliss there. Oscar possibly could be could be there after Summerslam. Yeah, that's so what I was going to say. Plenty of people for to feud with. Yeah, that's or what they I was... can even do you know at, down the road a heel turn and have her go against Bailey. Yeah, I think down the line. Yeah, a lot of people were predicting
0: that as well. At some point, you know Sasha will be the one to turn on Bailey. And now that you know now that Bailey's out and she's injured, that's probably going to put that on the back burner for a bit until she's healthy enough to come back. But um, you mentioned Oscar possibly coming up over to Raw. If Sasha remains a, a face and an Oscar, you know, challenges her as a heel, I think they could have a great program together.
3: Yeah, definitely, because I think Sasha Banks is is naturally a heel. I don't, I don't understand. I agree. You know how they they brought her up. You know, obviously they're gonna bring her up. She's gonna be, you know, a face because everybody's so excited to have her on the main roster. Exactly. But I think after a while, you gotta you gotta bring her back heel because that's naturally what attracts people to her in the first place. Yeah, like she to me
0: is a career heel. Somebody else like we were talking earlier with uh, you know, possible debut of um of Adam Cole. Adam Cole to me is a career heel. Um Triple H I think is a career heel. He's a guy who, you know, after uh DX when he, you know, really started to get into that that whole game like being the game and that whole character and gimmick, you know, he's somebody who Anytime he did do a face turn, it just felt very forced and I didn't particularly enjoy it as much as I enjoyed his heel work. So, you know, I agree 100 percent like Sasha Banks, you know, although she is popular and, you know, she's very colorful in the whole thing. I think uh, the best role for her is always going to be a heel. Just that person that's, you know, over the top arrogant and over the top full of herself. And then when you start to add in heel tactics like doing whatever to win, if it involves uh, cheating or involves you know, getting somebody else to interfere. Um, I think that's right up her alley. So I agree.
3: I think you're spot on with that. Exactly. I mean, Sasha, she... I mean, from NXT, that's what she was when they were part of... Uh, when Charlotte and, and... And Sasha had that group with Becky. I mean, uh, yeah, with Becky. You know, they were they were all heels. They were all... Nobody liked any of them. Even when... Becky and Sasha feuded together when they did the four-way. It was two heels and going against each other initially, and then they added Charlotte, and then they added Bailey to get a four-way match for NXT. So I think naturally, it's only right that they bring her back to a to a heel persona. I, I think agree. that's what you know will you know make make people interested in her again. I think people will stop. You know they they like her, but you know they're not as you know they're not as into her as they as they were before. Yeah, as they used to be. Yeah,
0: she might be a a, a tad bit stale right now. So before we get into the last, uh, well not the last because there's 13 matches, but um the before we get into the two biggest matches of the weekend, um I just want to see what you think is going to be the outcome of the WWE Championship itself. Um, Jinder Mahal defending against Shinsuke and Akamura. Who's winning that?
3: Um, I, I to be honest with you, I, I honestly don't know what the what who's gonna win that. I, because my initial, um, prediction was Baron Corbin's gonna cash in.
0: Yeah, and we saw but, that go you know, after
3: <laughs> <laughs> after Thursday. I mean, after Tuesday, you know, I don't, I don't know, but you know, I, I like what they're doing with gender. I, it was unexpected when you won it, right. It was very unexpected when he won it, but since then, he's, you know, he's he's been good. I think he's been good. He hasn't been terrible.
0: Yeah, you know, I he like trained, him.
3: Can he be better? Yeah, I think he's done good.
0: I li- like, I like him. See, one thing that I like about him, you know, especially because he has the Singh brothers by his side... Um, like he's an actual heel you know like he has interference and there's reason for him to boo or be booed the one thing that I don't like and I wish WWE would kind of like graduate from it already is just like the like the foreign heel is just like being somebody that says that wherever they're from is better than you know where better than the USA more than likely Um, what I think would be dope because you have so many it's a different world now. You know, we're in 2017. Everybody's so connected on the internet, and being able to, you know, you can go on Snapchat and and go and and, and look on uh, on the Snapchat globe and see what people are doing in corners of the. Of the world that you would never be able to travel to. So I think like just graduating in almost like a like a Street Fighter kind of deal where you have people who happen to be from somewhere and although they represent it, it's not necessarily they're not necessarily a heel just because they're not from, you know, the United States. I think that would be really dope if they went in that direction. But within the character of Jinder Mahal, he's been a heel you know he has the the interference like the the matches he's had with Randy Orton for instance each and every time Randy Orton not only had to worry about what Jinder was doing in the ring but he also had to worry about and defend himself and then even go on offense against you know both of the Singh brothers and then you saw when a great Khali in that Punjabi prison match and he came in and and you know really cost Randy Orton that match um if i'm forced yeah. to, to make a decision as far as who's winning this i don't know i'd like to see shinsuke get it but maybe it's too early um i'd like to see Jinder keep it because i think you know he has you know momentum as a as a champion and i don't mind seeing him with that title so for me personally as long as it's a good match you can go either way for me but then you have to figure like with uh with shinsuke um is he is he still undefeated on on smackdown or he has has he lost yet i don't remember
3: uh, I think he lost. I think he lost to. I think he lost to Corbin, the last the last match they had on pay per view. I think he lost. I think. Um,
0: oh, you know what? It, I think I think he, he won, but by, I, I think it was by DQ. Yeah. Yeah. So I think so. Let's I, unless I'm uh, mistaken, I think he's still undefeated. Do you want to give like the 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 first win or the first defeat? Is that going to be at the hands of Jinder Mahal, or do they go in another direction? So. Like, that'll be pretty interesting to see. Now, the two biggest, at least in my opinion, the two biggest matches um, based on storyline and just overall buzz of the weekend, um, you have Cesaro and Sheamus defending their tag team championship against uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. And although traditionally uh, tag team matches don't have the prestige and the marquee, just the fact that there's so much buzz about the two uh, former Shield members finally reuniting, that has the buzz and then of course there's the universal championship, the fatal Four way with uh Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, um, Roman reigns, and braun strowman now here's how I see the two of these matches going and tell me if you agree with me or not starting
3: off with the tag I think team I match. know where you're go- I think yeah. I know where you're going with this okay this is, I agree
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> so starting off with the tag team match we have uh i think I think Ambrose and Rollins win. I think they defeat Sheamus and Cesaro and become the tag team t- uh, champions now moving on to the fatal four way what i think is going to happen is i don't think Bro- first of all i don't think brock lesnar is going to take the loss he'll lose the title but he's not going to be pinned or he's not going to be made to submit but he will lose the title so that leaves with uh three other possible winners um i don't think they'll give it to samoa joe um just yet and I don't think they're going to give it to Braun Strowman just yet because like he's right now he's like the anti-hero like everybody's cheering for him he's out of out of his mind and as a segue like all four guys have you know they both get booed and cheered and they also all have their uh, their own fan base so that's pretty dope the way that it's segmented so you can pretty much root for whoever you want to it's not you know, as character driven but I think Roman Reigns gets it, but I think interference from the newly crowned tag team champions, Rollins and Ambrose is how we get that shield reunion. And I think the key here is who do they give that triple power bomb to. That's going to determine the direction that that faction goes in. Like you're going to get the initial pop of them finally getting back together. But for instance, if it happens to be all three of them ganging up on Braun Strowman and that being who Roman Reigns pins, you already know he's going to be booed out of the building so I think if you want to go in the direction of a heel shield faction that might be the way to do it. So uh you said that you thought you knew where I was going, you probably agreed. Is that where you were thinking or is that something else that you have in mind? Yeah,
3: that that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking that the uh Shield reunites, they finally give the fans what they want and the Shield reunites at SummerSlam. The way I see it, the way I see it going actually, I actually thought about how exactly it's going to happen. I think that you know, they all have a, They all have the, the four-way, crazy spots, crazy fighting. I think that um, Strowman gets taken out from Roman Reigns, maybe like a spear through the barricade or something. Okay. So he's taken out for a little bit. And you have um, Reigns and Lesnar finally going at it one-on-one. Because, I mean, we saw it at WrestleMania. We've always wanted to see it again. But we never really seen them one on one, and that was a great you know, so match. I too. think we get that for a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was, and I think we finally get to see that for a little while. And Lesnar takes out Reigns, throws them outside out the out the ring, and then you have Samoa Joe and Lesnar, and they go at it. I think Samoa. I think Brock Lesnar F five Samoa Joe, and gets ready to uh, to pin him and the lights come out, and the lights come back on, and all three of them are standing on the apron like they used to do.
0: Mm,
3: Okay. And then they get in, they beat down on Lesnar, they beat down on Lesnar, they triple-bomb Lesnar outside to a table. Because you know at, at the big events, especially with SummerSlam, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, the big four, they have like two, three tables at ringside. So I think he gets power triple power bomb through a table, I think. Samoa so Joe gets triple power bomb through a table. And then I think inside the ring, just to make sure that you keep Strowman strong, because he can still be strong in a loss. I think he's the one that gets pinned, but I think they triple power-bomb him, and he kicks out.
0: Oh, okay.
3: They spear him, and he kicks out. So then you give him another triple power bomb and all three of them get on top of him for a one, two, three.
0: Yo, that's they need to hire you, bro. That's not bad at all. <laughs> that's pretty damn good.
3: <laughs> that's pretty damn good.
0: So but I either way, in you either still, of our you scenarios. Still keep,
3: go ahead. Now I was gonna say you still keep you still keep uh Strowman strong in a loss. Right, right. Lesnar's not involved. You know, So he's like, I didn't get pinned. Yeah,
1: he goes away. And, and even you if you want to go further,
3: you start that off as a shield, as a heel faction. Yeah, Lesnar's gone. He doesn't come back until Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant. Wins the Royal Rumble. Roman is still the champ. So now you finally get what they want, which is Roman and Lesnar at WrestleMania.
0: You've got a mind for the business, sir. I am not... I am not opposed to anything you said, but so so it looks like either way, good. with either of our <laughs> scenarios, we have uh, we have a brand new champion, and his name is Roman Reigns. And you say just like I did, like a, a a a shield faction that happens to be healed this time.
3: Yeah, I think that I think that goes well. I think it's you know it's not catering to the, it's not a shield that caters to the fans. Like kind of like how DX was when they came back right. um, when it was just showing in Triple H. You know, it's kind of like, a, it's the heel. So, like, the real the real fans, the real, like, the real wrestling that, you know, the diehard wrestling fans are hyped for it. You know, the casual wrestling fans, they're going to boo because, you know, it's The Shield and they're going up against Lesnar and whoever, and they're, you know, they're doing it the wrong way. So I think you give everyone the best of both worlds.
0: I agree. I agree. And I think all in all, um, I'm looking forward to, you know, both shows, both NXT and SummerSlam. I think they're gonna be some really there's a lot. There's so much going on. Just in wrestling right now, it's, it's, a, it's a great time to be a pro wrestling fan because aside from WWE, um, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the, the any of the G1 over in New Japan, but, you know, that was dope. And ROH is dope. Progress is is, is really coming up. And there's so many different promotions. It's a great time. But specifically uh, this weekend, there's, you know, going to be call-ups and people moving up and, and changes in the storyline. There'll be a few surprises and possibly some debuts uh, a few brand new champions on either show and either brand so all in all man I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to both nights and I I can't wait to to talk with you uh, moving forward uh, about you know the advancements in the storylines and what happens after SummerSlam so my brother Soultronic, thank you very much uh, for your time and chopping it up with me about SummerSlam weekend and some WWE talk you know I'm always down for that so Thanks for your time, brother. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. You know, anytime. I'm I love talking about WWE, it's wrestling in general. It doesn't matter what what company. I'm down to talk about it whenever.
0: Absolutely, man. So now that I know, I know the level. I know we're on the same level. I'm gonna just be sending you random links at 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 two in the afternoon about some random uh, wrestling match that I saw from Singapore or something. So I'll talk to you soon, <laughs> brother.
3: All right, man. Take care, peace.